Hey, what's up, stay tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again. With a kind of a quiet, but not so much quiet, Newsweek. Um, Julio Jones pretty much dominating the, the NFL news this week. Um... But we're also going to recap last week's State Tune Sports podcast series race, which was at Charlotte Roville. Um, and I saw an article about is the no hitter in baseball as special as it used to be? So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that as well. So before we get into that, make sure you guys head over to statunesports.net. That way you can follow all of our social media accounts there, any updates of merchandise. And also, you can find the links to the races on Friday nights. I'll po- I usually post there in Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and I, I much appreciate if you guys also retweet them out there and and uh, share the, the links too to get some more eyes watching these guys. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, the first few laps of the, of the race was a little rough. But in the end, just like the, the rest of the season... Um, very exciting, you know, but, uh, getting into it, <coughs> excuse me, so like I said, this last Friday they were at, uh, Charlotte Roeville, um, I will start off by saying there's one racer that I am no longer allowed to say his name, because every time I either put him in my top three racers to watch or start rooting for him, he crashes, so... And that person knows who he is. Uh, but I will just give you guys a clue. If you guys were in the, the chat last week during the race, you know who. Because it literally was like 10 seconds after I said, let's go this person and Rex out. But um, this week they're actually at Dover, so it should be a little bit better uh, race. Um, like I said, the, the beginning of the race was a little rough. Um, three uh, three cautions within the first ten laps. Roval being a, a a road course, um, so there is a little bit of uh, a little bit tough toughness, I guess you would call it. Um, I know leading up to the race, listening to the guys that they pretty much all agree that if there's gonna be wrecks, it was gonna be in turn one, which turns out that's where most of them happen. Um, but. At the end of the day, I don't know why I keep saying the, it should be the. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, Mitchell Adams bet Trishan Marr 
on the last lap, last turn, and I mean, it was a little bump there, but also Tristan hit the the median. I, I like to call them. I forget what they they call them um, on the the broadcast there. But and a little side note too, I want to give a little quick shout out to uh, Peter, uh, the broadcaster for Three Wide TV, had me up in the booth for a little bit talking to him about about the iRacing, about stay tuned sports and all that stuff. So I appreciate having me up in the booth and I definitely wouldn't mind being back up there as long as my um, technology equipment doesn't act up. I mean, I had everything set up because I knew I was going to be uh, getting interviewed. I had everything set up and got the message from him and all of a sudden nothing wanted to work. I'm like, oh crap. So, but got it to work. And if you guys want to rewatch that replay, it's over on YouTube, 3Y TV. It's the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series. Um, like I said, this week we're at Dover. Should be a lot better uh, race than this, these past couple weeks. I don't think there's going to be any bad feeling carried over. I mean, I know there was a little bit of bad blood with some of these wrecks that happened last week, but I, I don't think there, there will be this time around. Um, as far as my three racers to watch, I have uh, Ben Adams is my first one. Um, he's finished 16th uh, last week, but he's been right around getting to that top 10 all year, just kind of bad luck with wrecks or... or you know things of that nature and i think maybe this week it'll be the week for him to to break through and get a top 10 maybe a top five finish other one is our points leader mitchell adams and the big question with him is he's starting to get a little bit of a lead there um in the point standings he's up by 25 points question is can he keep the momentum going can he keep building that points lead up to head into the chase um now he is our uh reigning two-time champion so he's he knows how to handle pressure and let's see if he can keep handling the pressure of being up by a decent amount of points um my last racer is chris darling uh Past two races really hasn't had a, a good race. Um, started off the season strong, but I, you know it seems like not uh, last week, the week before uh, Bristol Dirt. He just just from talking to me wasn't really comfortable out there. Um, and then this week, I think he had one incident where it was you know unfortunate. I think that was in the very beginning he got uh, just railed and uh, had a fight back pretty much the whole race for that one so going to be interesting to see if he can get back to how he was racing in the beginning of the season to gain some ground on Mitchell Adams to try to take that points lead away so at the top of the show I brought up about I saw an article over on ESPN uh, asking a question is the no hitter still something special in baseball 
to me nowadays no because here's the thing there's a difference between a no hitter and a perfect game I think a perfect game is still special throughout baseball um, no hitter you could have a, a pass ball you have a, you could gave up a walk and and gave up no hits and the article also stated like with this season there's already been I believe six no hitters that's six times more like they're basically on pace six times more than in the past well it also helps that the batting average for Major League Baseball is the worst as of right now worst ever in history of baseball so is the no-hitter still as special as it was in the past I'm gonna say no but yet yes on two sides of, of it if you're a player I don't think it's you know like a, if you're the pitcher or whatnot I don't think it's as special because one you see a lot more of these no hitters now I would have to go back to see out these six if this happened but I know it happened a couple times last year you see a lot more now that pitchers still only pitch till seventh maybe the eighth inning even with a no hitter gets pulled and the, the relief pitchers and the closers finish out the no hitter that's not a no hitter that's not special to me you know that a no hitter should be one pitcher and that's it teams that do that you know pull their their starter out and bring the relief and, and the, the the closers in those no hitters should have like an asterisk next to it and be like okay you know so as a team you did a no hitter not just one pitcher but yet as a fan though you know now i i know last week or the week before was when i was talking about um tony larusso with the unwritten rule about the home run and how i said i would if i'm paying all this money i want to see 450 foot home runs well on the flip side of that if i'm paying all this money i wouldn't mind seeing a no hitter now you know i'm just sitting here thinking about this now i don't know if i would feel the same way though if it was two or more pitchers that a team had to use to get to that no hitter if it was one pitcher yeah i mean it's definitely you know a thing that you know you could tell your kids your grandkids hey i was at you know uh wade miley's no hitter back in 2021 you know and uh but i i do think it the no hitter itself is losing the the shininess of it because it's it is starting to happen so often um especially this year with how batters are just not that good this year i think i saw something like their the average was like 273 or something like that like it, it's or 237 i'm sorry like it's ungodly low um and as a player though you know it's kind of funny though like i was reading the, from the article uh i forget which player it was from the detroit tigers said it's a lot easier to digest a three nothing loss with you having one hit than a three nothing loss with no hits. 
I mean, one hit is still not good. You know, that, that's pretty damn close, obviously, to a no-hitter. Or a perfect game, depending on how the game went. But I, I would start to think perfect games are more like cooler to be a part of than no hitters because of you know they, they just happen so often I mean how often do you hear of a perfect game maybe maybe twice a year the one no hitter uh, for Baltimore earlier this year was a perfect game until he I believe he struck the guy out on a pass ball so the guy still got the first so he lost the, the perfect game so no hitters to me are just a, another one hit game that really just blah so I don't know if you guys saw uh, Julio Jones being on Shan Sharp and Skip Bayless's show and kind of not knowing supposedly that he was on because uh, Shan Sharp ended up calling Julio to talk to him about the whole Julio Jones being on the trading block for Atlanta. Now, I, I did see too today that Fox may be in trouble if Julio Jones didn't know that he was going to be on live TV. First off, he knew, okay? Fox isn't that stupid to say, hey, Shannon, give Julio a call without him knowing, and let's get like a, a live reaction from him so he can't prepare his, his statements. And I, I think this, that popped up because of um, his, his statement about Dallas. Uh, day before, he was seen with a fan while he was wearing some Dallas Cowboy um, merchandise. Well, Shannon Sharp asked him, you know, what about Dallas? And he said, I'm not playing for Dallas. I want to win now. Which, which in a way, is kind of messed up because, I mean... Out of the NFC East, I would say Dallas is more set up to win now out of all four teams. Philly is in a rebuild mode. The Giants, as much as I like Danny Dimes, we're not sure how he's going to play this year. This might be it for him this year. Um, Redskins, yeah, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, but which Ryan Fitzpatrick are you going to get? Um... So, out of those four teams, Dallas is the, the best one to come out a as a winner, I think. And oh, and, and for all the Eagles fans saying trade for Julio, it's not happening. Where would he go? Or who would you cut from the, the wide receiving group? You know, let's just play. You know, let's play. Okay, we get Julio. Yeah, Julio, Jalen Rager. You got Smith that we just drafted this past year. You got Travis Fulgham. So you can put Fulgham as a number four receiver? Come on now. No. Especially if you're in a rebuild mode. You want to see what Jalen Hurts can do with the young receiver and crew that he started to gel with a little bit last year. But back to Julio. Um, some of the rumors... Oh, the other question that they, they asked him, uh, Shannon Sharp asked him was, 
will you be in Alanta in 2021? And he said, no, he's out of here. So now opens the door of where does he go? And the thing is, Julio knows. And this is why I, I think Julio knew he was on live TV and why he said what he said about Dallas. He holds the cards, okay? Atlanta needs to clear about roughly about $8 million in cap money to be able to sign the draft class and maybe a couple, you know, off the street vets. Julio Jones, from my understanding, has a no trade clause in his contract, which means if Atlanta gets 10 first rounders from the Philadelphia Eagles, if he doesn't want to go, he ain't going. And I think that's why he kind of said that about Dallas because. Just to prove his point, like, I still say no and where I want to go. Now, some of the teams that are rumored to be in contention for him. Now, the Eagles were one. Still, they still say they are. Um, the Ravens, the 49ers, Patriots, Colts, and Chargers. Now, those five teams, I would I would only think the Ravens would be the, the ones, the one he would be willing to go to because... You know, you got a good running game. You got Lamar Jackson there. He would help out with the young receiver that they just drafted. Um, also, give Lamar a, a, a better target to throw to compared to what Lamar's had in the past. And may help to kind of get that whole Lamar's only a running back playing quarterback stigma out of it. Do I think he's going to go there? I don't know. I, it's tough to, to say. I mean, I'm going to get to my three teams I think they're going to go to, which, even though I said it's tough to say, I do have the Ravens down as one of them. Um, and the rumor is, obviously, the Falcons want a first-round draft pick for them. Will they get it? I think it's possible. You know, I, I know a lot of you guys are going to probably say I'm nuts for thinking that. But hear me out. In his 10 years, this is going to be his 11th year coming up. In his 10 years, he started 15 or more games, I believe like eight of those those seasons. Okay? And when he's on the field, he's top three. When he's not, obviously, the, the two years that he did get hurt, like last year, he only played nine games. I think there was one earlier in his career. He only played five games. I mean, he's had multiple years over 1,500 yards receiving. Um, he's a big body. And the thing I, I like about him is this is actually the first time I really notice he's vocal about his situation. Unlike Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers, you hear about him every year, bitching and moaning, crying about something. I don't really remember Julio crying like that to get what he wants. Now, if I was the Falcons, I think the only way they would be able to get a first-rounder for him is if they do what the Colts and the Eagles did. Whoever they trade to, say, listen, you give us a second-round pick as a condition with the possibility of being a first-round pick if he plays three-quarters of the season, three-quarters of the offensive snaps, however you want to word it. Because again, he's played 
15 or more games out of eight of the 10 years. So he does prove that he could play at least three quarters of the season. Three quarters of the season, if you, if you want to pay off the games, three quarters of the season is just uh, 12. Well, the extra week this week of this year, be 13, 14 games. I mean, he, he's proven he could do it. Um, and there are teams out there that do have the cap space that could take that massive contract on. I mean, he could even probably finagle it where, okay, the condition, you know, he gets the, the first round pick, but you guys take some money back. I mean, there's plenty of ways out there to do it, and I, I really do think they could get a first round pick for Julio, and I think he deserves it. I don't think he's going to Patriots. Everybody's saying that he's going to go see Bill. And he's going to help Cam Newton. Listen, Cam is about four years done. He's 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 done. They're better off putting uh, Mac Jones in there and just riding with him and see what happens. And again, Julio said he wants to go somewhere where they're, they're built to win now. Patriots aren't built to win now. I'm sorry. Yes, they, they went on a... Um, spending spree in the offseason which is another thing that they're afraid of with all the money they spent already would they want to spend more money by taking that contract on just because you sign a, a crap ton of big names or, or talented players doesn't mean it's going to work it takes time for them to gel and with a lot of players not coming to the voluntary OTAs and losing some training camp time going to be hard to gel quicker than it has been in the past so I don't think he's going to the Patriots so here's my three teams that I think the that Julio could and may get traded to and this part of the show is sponsored by bet angles live scores odds and the best expert picks every day start winning today at betangles.com um, so my first pick kind of start this whole uh, trade you know Julio coming out saying he's out of there um, Arizona Cardinals earlier this week DeAndre Hopkins came out and said someone asked him in the gym would he restructure his contract if they could get Julio Jones on a team and he said absolutely now right now the Cardinals have 13 million dollars in cap space okay so they really would only need to free up about 10 more million so that's you know Hopkins restructuring his contract and I'm sure there's a couple other players that would restructure theirs to make room for Julio can you imagine that tandem that to me would probably be the best NFL tandem ever in the NFL to play in the NFL on the same team I mean what other tandem out there would you guys consider better now obviously it all hinges on Kyle Murray that would also show is Kyle Murray who Arizona thought he is you know, right now you guys DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you need an, another 
really good receiver to help open that up. Otherwise, they're just going to double-team him every game. I know a lot of people said about the defense, but the thing is, you put Julio on there, you're looking at 30, 35 points a game offense that you're going to put up. I think the defense could make at least one or two stops a game and hold it to 20, 25 points. You know, I'm not saying they're going undefeated. I'm not saying they're... Well, I'm not going to say they're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'll say that they'll definitely be championship contenders. But that's one team. The other team, like I said earlier, was the Ravens. I kind of agree with it. Um, be a nice upgrade for the receivers. Even though they drafted a, a young one, I believe, this past uh, draft. It would help that young receiver. And, like I said before, I think it would help who, uh, Lamar shake that you know stigma that he's only a running quarterback. He's always going to be a running quarterback, but not a, a running back playing quarterback. I think it would help him by bringing Julio in. And, again, Baltimore has a little bit more work to make up than Arizona because they have only about $9 million in cap space uh, right now. Plus, Atlanta did say they don't want to trade him to an NFC team, but will if they have to. So, that's where I think Baltimore would be the better bet to get a first-rounder or a you know, second-round conditional pick. Um than if they try to trade to an NFC team. The last team that I have is Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I know they got a lot of heat for not taking an offensive lineman, um, that Oregon kid, to help keep Burrow healthy. But they picked up Jamar Chase. Can you imagine, just like Arizona, if they teamed up Jamar Chase and... Julio Jones. I think it would be another good offensive team. You know? Um, just maybe maybe they'll get lucky and their offensive line just starts clicking and is able to give Burrow enough time to even just chuck it up there. I mean, that's really all he has to do with Julio and Chase. They're both big receivers. Julio has proven, except against the Eagles, that he could catch any jump ball. You know, and on top of that, they have the least amount of work to make as far as cap space because they have they already have 22 million in cap space. And with a young quarterback coming back from injury, I think also that would help uh, Burrow pick up where he left off last year before the injury because I mean he was having a very good rookie year. I mean he was pretty much leading. The rookie of the year candidacy. And I think it would be really cool to see him in, in Cincinnati. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they, they've been terrible for so long. It would be nice to finally see a good team in Cincinnati. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, supposedly it's going to happen after June 1st. Uh, that way Atlanta saves a little bit more money. You know, all that post 
June 1st cuts and all that happy horseshit. But I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, make sure you guys head over Friday on YouTube. Look up 3Y TV at 9 p.m. Eastern to watch the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. Come in at the chat there. Talk it up with us. Pick your favorite fight uh, racer. I don't know why I was going to say fighter because there's no there's no fights this week. So, <laughs> um, But also head over to staytunesports.net. Make sure you like all of our social medias uh, and follow our Facebooks, all that stuff. Our merch tab is at the very top there. So any type of t-shirts or hats or hoodies are all right there. So till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo signing out.